worthy of our praise. There's, there's no one higher. There's, there's no one that authors salvation except you. So we sing to you, the, the God who created the universe, the God who transcends time and space. We sing your beautiful, your wonderful name because you're faithful, God. We love you, and that's what fuels us to sing.
crossroads. Good morning. Good morning. Is everybody live? Hey, happy Independence Day. My four-year-old gave this to me. It's pretty cool. Yeah, come on. Now. Hey, let's thank God for our children's ministry, for doing awesome stuff like this, right? But uh, we just want to say happy Independence Day. I know it's Wednesday, but we're celebrating it every day because we are so grateful and thankful for the freedom we have in our country. Amen. So, you know, what's so cool is I look at this flag and it, it's red, white, and blue and, and, and it's celebrates our independence, and I look on here and I see this, this cross, and it reminds me that we, yes, we have freedom here in America, but more importantly, we have freedom in Jesus Christ, amen? Yeah, that's right. So I want to say, glad you're here, welcome, we're thankful for, for you choosing this place to be here for this time, and we're excited about what God's going to do this morning here at Crossroads. A couple things, if you pass the friendship folders, we appreciate that. A couple things I want to highlight is happening on July 9th through the 13th. If you look in your bulletin, there's more information. We have Vacation Bible School happening you can register for free on our website. Also stop by the table as you leave, and they'll answer any questions you have pertaining to VBS, and just will love to get you connected. Even if, even if you're just saying, hey, I can't be there, I can't donate, but I can pray, uh, we would love that. Would you join us in praying for all these little lives that are going to be here that week? Because people, the whole week, we're going to be pointing them to Jesus Christ in a personal relationship with him. And it's going to be so cool. And, and so many kids come in from so many different homes and so many different situations, some great, some not so great, some really, really tough. But we get an opportunity to take them all this week and just, and just love on them, have fun with them, and to talk to them about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so that's happening July 9th and 13th. More information is available on our website. Uh, coming up on August 9th through the 10th is the Global Leadership Summit, and we'll get into greater detail, but if you have any questions about this, there's a ton of information. There's a whole page on our website dedicated to this. There's videos to watch and answer more questions. This is for business leaders, for church leaders, or anybody just wants to grow in their leadership. This is a Christ-centered conference. It's going to be here. It's going to be live streamed on our screens. And there are going to be business leaders and church leaders and community members here gathering to network and to just grow in their leadership. And, and at the end of the day, we pray that God would bring in business leaders and, and people from our community and they maybe they would say yes to Jesus at the end of that conference. So we're really excited about that. More infor- information is available on our website. The big thing is our discount for our attenders, so make sure you check it out. Tuesday 5 to 9 is our car cruise. Again, who's had an opportunity to check out the car cruise? I know I've seen pictures of some of y'all. Yeah, it's good. So Hal is looking for somebody to, to flip burgers and hot dogs and, and for just to, to grill. So if you're like, yeah, I can do that, would you talk to Hal or email into the office this Tuesday 5 to 9? And even if you say, I can come for a couple hours, but Hal is doing a phenomenal job. Him and Hal are doing Al and Hal. <laughs> and you know, it's funny if uh, Hal and Al are together, it'd be Hal. So anyway, just kind of funny. It's okay, people, it's okay to laugh. Come on. <laughs> so talk to Hal if you have any questions about the car cruise. But it's an awesome opportunity to welcome people to our property and to love on them and to introduce them to church, introduce them more importantly to Jesus. So that's happening every Tuesday, weather permitting five to nine. One last thing, if you look in your bulletin, there's an insert for greeters and for parking lot greeters as well as ushers. If you're interested in that, even have questions about that, just fill it out, drop it in the offering or drop it in the offering box or give it to the people at the Welcome Center and they'll be able to take that for you. And so we're really excited about just getting our church involved and serving. You can wave a sign when you come in. You can help park. You can help just welcome people. You can wave at people. If you can do that, you can serve. 
And so I'm really excited about that opportunity. As the ushers come forward for our, our morning offering, I am just so thankful for you all. And last week, and wasn't last week and an awesome weekend with Pastor John and Joanne. We can give, let's give God a hand. That was awesome. You know, and I was talking to somebody at the end of one of the services and I said, how cool was this weekend? And he said, it's all about the dash. And I'm thinking like, it's the dash. If you think about it, from when you're born to when you go home, there's a dash in between those dates. And he said, it's about a legacy. And I'm like, <laughs> it got deep real quick. And so last weekend was just a, a picture of what a godly legacy looks like. And so we stand on the shoulders of Pastor John and Joanne and so many members that you're going to hear about today in Ken's sermon. But we stand on a legacy of pointing people to Jesus Christ. So if you're new with us this morning, that's our mission is to bring people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. It's why we gather. It's why we sing. It's why we give now. Would you join me in prayer? God, we love you. And we uh, just take a step back and just recognize, God, that there's just, just so much to be thankful for. And, and, and this weekend and gearing into this week, God, we just take a second and thank you for the freedom that we have in this country. The freedom to worship you, the freedom to talk about you, God, the freedom to gather, the freedom to have vacation Bible school, to, to have Christ-centered uh, leadership conferences, all this stuff. God, we want to point people to Jesus. And so we are so grateful and thankful that we have the freedom here in our country to do that. And God, we just pause just for a second to just give you thanks for our freedom. God, more importantly than our freedom here in America is our freedom in Jesus Christ. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The name of Jesus, what a beautiful name, what a powerful name it is. Jesus, you're why we gather, you're why we worship, you're why we have purpose in life. And now we give to see more people's lives changed by you. Speak to us in the only way that you can speak to us. Jesus, thank you for loving us, for rescuing us, for giving us life and purpose. We love you. Amen. Amen. So Pastor Ken's about to talk about faithfulness, and I love this idea. So um, we're going to sing about that, and uh, let this just wash over you a little bit. Uh, I would love for you to identify some times in your life when you... I've seen the faithfulness of God just overwhelm, overwhelm your heart. Still stands, great is your faithfulness. 
to you. You've never failed us yet. I love that phrase that no matter the circumstance that we're in, we need to cling to you, cling to who you are. God, I'm so excited to hear about your faithfulness from Pastor Ken. Soften our hearts as we hear your word. We love you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. It's a fun time, and as we, we've been in the middle of a series uh, and, entitled Hashtag Goals, we're, uh, we're learning how to, how to develop some goals in our life. And all these goals will be like relationship goals, you know? Do you ever see a picture somebody posts and, you know, online, they'll put, a, they'll put up, it's like, yeah, you, you see this couple, and then a young person will put under their, you know, hashtag goals or relationship goals, all right? And uh, really, if you take these lessons that we've been learning from God's Word and you apply them to every relationship, these are hashtag goals, and they will transform your relationship. You'll have the best marriage. You'll have the best family. It'll just be incredible. You'll have the best work environment. And all these things are happening as we take the fruit of God's Spirit and plug them into our life. So I want to start with our main text here. This has been Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. And would you read it aloud with me this morning? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And this morning we're going we're gonna to take and we're going to unpack that word faithfulness. Because, you know, when you think about uh, all the fruits of the Spirit, all the fruit of the Spirit there, we, we see uh, many of them that are listed there. But as you look at them, each one is so powerful and so filled with, with such transformational qualities. And I think faithfulness is so important. It's so important to all of your relationships. You know, if you have a relationship without faithfulness, you don't have a relationship. Did you catch that? A relationship minus faithfulness, there's no relationship. You, you have to be faithful to, in order to have a relationship of any sort. Uh, in order for you to have a, a marriage, there must be faithfulness. In order for, uh, uh, to be a parent, you've got to be faithful. In order to, be, uh, to, to have relationships in the church, you have to be faithful. And it takes time. Faithfulness is not something that you can just pop in the microwave, okay? You just don't put faithfulness in for 38 seconds and you, you've got, you know, that's how we eat pizza, not how we, eat, how we make faithfulness. Faithfulness, I, I saw, somebody came to me one time and they said, well, look, didn't you see? I did it twice in a row. I'm faithful. I was like, I know you did it twice in a row. Faithfulness is something that comes over time. 
You must have time as part of the equation to understand faithfulness. So faithfulness has the idea of being trustworthy, to being trusted over a period of time until you become trustworthy. So we, we look at a period of time. Some, somebody says, I can trust you. You'll be here. You'll, you'll, you'll do what you said you would do. That's trustworthy. And over time, you begin to trust them. And that becomes a faithful person. The very root of the original word has to deal with faith. So, so you look, God produces faith. Number one, I want you to catch this in, in here this morning, is that God produces faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And God is the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. So he produces faith and he produces faithfulness. So when we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit here, we're looking at what God is producing in our life. The, the concept here is that it's faith and it's faithfulness. It is you are faith, your faith is placed in God who is the rock because there is no other rock, there's nothing else stable in our world, only God is the stable factor. And so faithful is what I refer to as full of faith. So I'm filled with faith, I'm full of faith and God is producing this in our life. So as we come to understand this, I want you to look this morning like it's, uh, like it's the produce section. You ever go down, you know, go to the grocery store and you go in and they always put the produce first. Did you notice that? You, know, you come into Giant Eagle and there's all the fresh stuff, all, all the produce. And uh, this, these items that we've been looking at, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, this is the produce section. And this is the only way that it gets produced is by Jesus. Jesus produces it. God produces it in your life. So you see the produce section. And you go over, you know, it's like here's the apples, here's the oranges. Well, this morning we're pulling off faithfulness off the shelf. And we're saying, look, this is the fruit that God produces in your life if you will allow him to produce it. Because we're not trying to tell you to go home and try harder. Going home and trying harder is not fruit of the Spirit. That's trying harder. That's religion. Christianity is so different than religion. Religion says try harder, be a better person. The fruit is allow God to produce his goodness in my life. Allow him, spend time with him, get connected to the vine and watch him produce it. Um, uh, Webster defines faithfulness as this. He says that it's the steadfastness in, a, in affection or allegiance. It's being loyal. It's, uh, it's firm in adherence to promise or an observance of duty as, as a faithful employee. It's given with a strong assurance, a faithful promise, true to the facts. You can have a faithful copy, something that's true. So you see this. It, it's true. It's faith. We're coming back to, to who God is. He's the rock. And as we have this in our life, we watch this be produced because it's God's faithfulness. Anywhere where you see faithfulness, you can go back and trace it back to God because it's his character. He produces faithfulness. Um, I, want, I want you to think with me this morning I, as I, I look around the church. I'm, I'm reminded of so many people in our church that are so faithful. We, we have really a great congregation. God has given us, we're a growing congregation. People are coming to Christ. Uh, more lives have been transformed. It's exciting what God is doing here every week in our church, and not just on Sunday, but every day of the week. This place is moving. God is doing great and mighty things here. And I want you to consider the faithfulness of some of God's people. Uh, Bob and Kathy Price, are they in this service here this morning, Bob and Kathy? 
All right, they celebrated 54 years of marriage this week. Can we give them a hand? 54 years of marriage, Bob and Kathy. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and that's incredible. I told Kathy, I said, Kathy, um, you are a blessing to Bob, and, uh, and Bob, you are a blessing to Kathy. How, how powerful is that, that they could have this incredible marriage for 54 years? And, uh, and, and so we're, we're thankful for those folks. Faithfulness encourages us. You know, when you, when you see somebody who's been faithful, you see somebody who's been married for 54 years, uh, that encourages you to, to stay married, doesn't it? It encourages you to, to grow in your relationship. It encourages you, and you, you just get inspired by somebody else's faithfulness. Uh, faithfulness to stick in the same church for so many years. Bob Price told me, when uh, we were talking to him, you know, last week we celebrated Pastor John uh, as he was here, and he had been here for 47 years with us, and we were so thankful for all that he'd done. But, you know, uh, God produced that faithfulness in Pastor John's life. Bob Price told me that he came to this church in 1960. That was eight years before Pastor John did over there at the little Straight Street building. So that 1960, that, that's, I don't know the math too well, but that's a lot of years. All right, guys? That's a whole lot of years. And, and he's been through the ups, the downs, the all-arounds of church, and he's still here. He's faithful. And so, so Betty Stitch Betty Stitch was in our first service. Um, she, I, she actually was here she, she told me she came in 1954. I'm like, now, Betty, I don't have enough toes to count that, man. That's a lot of numbers. I, I mean, so you got, you got 1960 and 1954. She's 86 years old. She has been here. She is so faithful. Do you know Betty Stitch, 86 years old, she comes in every Monday morning. She takes the friendship folders, and she helps us tally and keep track of things around here. 86 years old. She is faithful. You don't even know her. Many of you would not even recognize her. She comes in, and she is so faithful. She is, she, she's a faithful, faithful soul here at the church. And so that, the church needs faithful people. God, the family of God, needs people who will be faithful. People who will be here tomorrow. People that are here today and will be here tomorrow. People that will just keep rolling. We'll just keep seeing God working. We'll just, we'll just keep watching his, 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 his hand at work. And there are many, many others in our church that we have watched as they have, as, as they have grown. As God is growing them. God is growing faithfulness in their life. And has, has things changed for these guys? You bet. Nothing looks the same. Nothing is the same as it was from 50 years ago. They're still there. They're still rolling. They're still going because they're faithful. And if I could say this this morning, faithfulness has little to do with what you get out of it. Really, being faithful is little to do with what you get out of something. It has to do with the character of God. And it's all about him. And, and, and so when you're, you can be faithful because God is faithful. And because God is faithful, you don't have to get something out of it. it do, you don't have to like the style or, or this or that, the temperature or anything. None of those things. Faithfulness is about God. And it's about his character. Because Jesus was faithful to the cross and there was nothing pleasant about the cross. Nothing. He didn't go to the cross because it, it made him feel good. He went to the cross because that was the mission. It was what God sent him to do. And he was faithful to the cross so that you and I could have eternal life. So the strength of our church is, is, is faithful people, 
Faithful people who serve. Not only do we have those old timers that have been there, we have a lot of young timers that are stepping up to the plate right now. And God is using a lot of the young timers. Man, our nursery, we, we need help in the nursery every Sunday. We need help in the children's ministries all over the place. People are stepping up, and I'm watching them serve. Now, when you come to serve in the nursery, you don't wake up in the morning and say, man, I can't wait to change a diaper today. That, that's not what drives you, right? What drives you is God. You're, it's faithful. You come in week in and week out. And some days it's good. Some days it's not so good. Some days you're worn out. Some days you're, you're, you're not worn out. It's, it's all good, but it is about faithfulness. And so the strength of your relationships will be faithfulness. If you want to have a healthy relationship, it requires faithfulness. But God must produce this in our life, and there requires time. We will not be able to say that you were faithful based on three months. We will say that you are faithful based on three years, based on 30 years. And as you look back at your life, you can say, wow, look what God produced in my life. God produced this. This was his, his character. It was him producing it in me. So this morning, I'm going to throw a few questions at you that I want you to, to first of all answer, and that is this. The first question in your notes is, where has God been faithful to me? How has God been faithful to you? Would you, would you just stop like, like, like Zach sung this morning? Uh, you know, you've been faithful. You've never let me down. God doesn't let us down, right? He is faithful. And you, there may be times that you felt like he let you down, but in the grand scheme of things, God has this whole picture. He knows the plan. He knows the thoughts that he has for you. And he says, I will get you through it. I will carry you through those dark moments, and I will never leave you. And so this morning, how has God been faithful to you? In a fast-paced, busy world that we live, we, we, deal with, uh, we deal with this issue that God has been faithful, and we don't even recognize it. Uh, we're, 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 trying to, we're trying to love him, we're trying to honor him, we're trying to serve him, but we're just so busy that we never stop and take time. And so I want you this morning to think about his faithfulness. Psalm 85, 86 verse 15 says, But you, O Lord... Are a good, are a God of compassion and mercy. You are slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. And here it is. You, you may have come in this morning thinking that God's mad at you. Look at what the, the scripture says there. God's not mad at you. He is filled with compassion and mercy, slow to get angry. Thank God for that. It is slow to get angry. He is filled with unfailing love. The anger of God was taken care of on the cross. The wrath of God the Father was taken care of on the cross. And it was taken care of when Jesus died on the cross. He paid for your sin once for all forever. And he offers to you this free gift of eternal life. There's no strings attached. You can't earn it. You can't buy it. You can't, there's nothing you can do that would make you deserve it. So this is what this verse is talking about. That's his, he's slow to get angry. He's filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. You know what that word faithfulness means there? It means his character is always there. He is always faithful. You're not faithful. He is always faithful. You walked away. He never walked away. He didn't get mad to the point where he reacted in anger. You know, my kids often say, Dad, couldn't that be you? <laughs> you know? Filled with unfailing love, slow to get angry, right? I have found that I'm not slow to get angry. I have a fuse, right? 
And I try not to light it too often. But when it does, it's like, Phew! It's like, you know, fireworks from now illegal in western Pennsylvania. How cool is that, huh? I just discovered that. I'm like, yeah. Because I've been hearing all these explosions. I thought somebody's house blew up the other day. And here it's just fireworks are illegal. But anyhow, you know, when you light that little fuse, it doesn't take much. And God says, I'm not lighting the fuse. I'm slow. It's gonna, it, it was taken care of on the cross. And I'm faithful. So when you think about his faithfulness, that's what he's trying to produce in us, that he is faithful. He's always on. God didn't fall asleep last night when you did. Thankful, aren't you? God didn't walk away when you walked away. And he'll never walk away from you. That is so powerful. That is the faithfulness of God. So as you've been stopping to think about his faithfulness, I I want you just to pause and, and look back how was God faithful in your life? You know, I, I'm reminded of the, of the time that we, uh, we went on a missions trip to the Bahamas. It was us, the Slegels, uh, a few other people in the church went. And it was like there was about 15 of us. And uh, we, were, we were on our way back. And, you know, we had to eaten off. Of the, you know, the locals were making us food like we do on all the trips. And we, it was just like, yeah, that's a regular trip. And then my wife started to get really sick the last day. And I was just like... Get over it, hon. And, uh, you know, I, was, I wasn't very compassionate. I wasn't like that verse. I was just like, come on, you'll be all right. Get on the plane. And we get down. The, the plane lands in Charlotte, North Carolina. And, and she passed out in the airport. And all of a sudden, I had to start becoming really compassionate, didn't I? And, and as she was there, and, and she's, she's on, she passed out. And my kids, Carice and Care, just little kids. They started bawling their eyes out. They're like, what happened to mom? And, and Mark and Michelle took my kids on back to Pittsburgh, and they're waving, and I'm riding in this, you know, beep, beep, beep. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? I'm, I'm on this, right? And so we, we go down through there, and uh, they took us to the hospital, and they said, well, she's probably dehydrated. And so they hooked her up, and I was like, all right, we'll be on the road by morning. And then in the middle of the night, they came in, and they're like, man, we got to move fast. And she had, what they found out later on was that she had Shigella. It was a foodborne illness, and it had once septic. And so you've heard of people that go septic, and it, it can be deadly and can kill you. And she spent seven days in the intensive care unit. I will never forget the faithfulness of God during those moments. It was during those moments that I didn't know she was going to live that I said, God, you're faithful. And I said, God, no matter what happens at this moment, I, don't, I can't see the future. And, you know, I'm staying at, like, the Ronald McDonald house. I'm eating all the donated goods from Starbucks. Thank God for those people, man. Every time I go to those places, I, every time I stop by a hospital and I see one of those places, I have compassion because they really cared for me. And I said, God, you were faithful. You showed up. You, 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 you got us through that time. And you know what? There have been other times that I saw that we didn't get what we were praying for. I lost a brother, and I said, God, you were still faithful. Whenever I, I, we buried him, and it was, it was a terrible situation. Man, God was with us. God got us through it, and he's been faithful. God has been faithful. And so I want, want you this morning to look back and say, wow, here's the good, here's the bad. How has God been faithful to you? 
Um, and, 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 you know, as, as I look around, I look through the, through the dark times. God has been faithful in both the good times and in the bad times. Uh, this, this morning, I, I saw Avery Hodson running around here. Not running, walking. Avery had a surgery this week. She's somewhere in here. And uh, she had a spinal surgery. Man, we've been praying. We've been, we've been hurting. She walked in this morning. Can we give God a hand for that? That's just awesome. You know? It's just, it, this is the power of God. We see that God's been faithful. And he doesn't, he doesn't choose to bless us because that we did something so good. It is because of his character. And he says, I am faithful. And I, I can be trusted. And I will always be there. I will always be there. Our, our church went through a transition, taking on the church level, after Pastor John being here for 47 years. Um, you, you want to talk about fear, fear on my side. I'm walking, I'm saying, man, I don't want to walk in those shoes. I'm afraid to do that. I'd, I'd rather go somewhere else and mess up. How can I mess up with the people that I love, right? It's like, what if, what if I fail? What if I stumble? What if, what if, what if? And God's been faithful. Look how the church, look what God's been doing. He's just continuing to grow, and he's touching each one of our lives. He is, he's transforming us. God is mar- working miracles. And it, you know what? It's not because of Pastor John. It's not because of Pastor Ken. It's because of God. God's been faithful. So can we give God an applause this morning for his faithfulness? Psalm 107, verse 43, says this. Those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. I want you to go back and look at your history. Because I go back, and I, I go back, I look at my history from the time I was a little kid walking in here, and I see that, wow, you know what? God's been faithful. I see a lot of times that I wasn't, but I see that God has been faithful. And I can, I, you know what happens when you see that? You see that God's faithful, you can move forward. You'll see that he's moving, he's, he'll, put, he'll, he'll give you strength to go to the, next, to the next level, to the next thing, the next, the next place that God wants to take you to, and he will do that, and you will know that he is faithful and that he will be there with you. The children of Israel, they piled up stones because God told them, gather stones and put these 12 stones, these they're probably bolder type of things, but he says, put these stones there so that you will always remember that I helped you cross the Jordan River. Why did he do that? Because we forget where we came from. We forget that God was so good to us yesterday, and today we're going to complain. And so I want to encourage you, faithfulness is not about what you get out of it. It's about the character of God. It's about showing up. It's about being dependable. It's about being that, that constancy. It's about faith in a big God because he, in our history, we can look back, we can see good times, we can see bad times, and we can see the faithful love of our Lord. The second thing in your notes is where have you been faithful to him? I want to ask you to lean into that question this morning because I realize that we are unfaithful at times. So this is not meant to heap guilt. I don't ever want you to be heaping with guilt. This is meant for us to be freed because we see the power of God. But how is God developing faithfulness in your life? Maybe you can look back and you can see some times that you were faithful and you can look back and you say, wow, that was the power of God. There were, there were times I didn't want to do it, but I showed up anyhow. 
There are times that, that in, in, in your marriage that you said it was hard and you said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going through. And then all of a sudden you saw God bring the light at the end of the tunnel. There were times in your job. There were times in your church. There were times in many circumstances. I'd like to read to you a parable this morning. This is from Luke chapter 16. And I'd just like to read this to you. This is, uh, you know, Jesus would often tell a parable. It was an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And so as he told this earthly story, uh, let me just share it with you because we see a lot about faithfulness here. Jesus told this story, Luke 16, 1. Jesus told the story to his disciples. There was a certain rich man who had a, man, uh, who had a manager handling his affairs. One day a report came that the manager was wasting his employer's money. So the employer called him in and said, what's this I hear about you? Get your report in order because you are going to be fired. The manager thought to himself, now what? My boss has fired me. I don't have the strength to dig ditches. I'm, uh, to dig ditches. I'm, too t- I'm too proud to beg. And I know how to ensure. And, and then, then he says, he says, ah, I know how to ensure that I'll have plenty of friends who will give me a home when I'm fired. So he invited each person who owed money to his employer to come and discuss the situation. He asked the first one, how much do you owe him? The man replied, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. So the manager told him, take the bill and quickly change it to 400 gallons. And how much do you owe my employer? He asked the next man. I owe him 1,000 bushels, 1,000 bushels of wheat. That was his reply. Here the manager said, take the bill and change it to 800 bushels. The man had to, the, the, the rich man had to admire the dishonest, the dishonest manager for being so shrewd. And, and it is true, and now this is what Jesus says here. He says, it is true that the children of this world are more shrewd in dealing with the world around them than are the children of the light. And then he gives you, he wraps it up. And as we get here, here's where the faithfulness starts to come in. We're going to start to head in here. He says, I tell you, he, he does a lesson on money, and then he does a lesson on faithfulness kind of all at the same time. He says, I tell you. When he, when he says that, that means pay attention. He's saying, here's the lesson. Here's what this parable meant. He says, use your worldly resources to benefit others. Make friends. Then when your earthly possessions are gone, they will welcome you into their home. He says, look, that, 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 that's earthly money. That's what the, that, that you can use that. The benefit of money is to help other people, to, to benefit others. And then he, this is the kicker. This is verse 10, and we'll put this on the screen because this is the verse that you're probably very familiar with. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large things. But if you are dishonest in the little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. The key to faithfulness is starting with what you have. It's real simple. Faithfulness is real simple. There's small steps. And so this morning, you know, when you're faithful over a few things, God will give you more responsibility. But if you're unfaithful over the few, you'll be unfaithful over many things. So God gives us all opportunities, gives us all things. uh, He's provided everything that you have. He's allowed you to be faithful in so many areas. And you say, well, I'd like to do this, I'd like to do that. Um, It doesn't matter what you like to do. God has given you this. And with these small steps, you begin to be faithful. And this is where God wants to develop our character. 
So the next thought this morning is commit yourself to God's faithfulness. Commit yourself to his faithfulness. If God laid the standard of faithfulness, commit yourself to his, to his faithfulness. You know, if, if there's a standard of faithfulness, it is God. He went to the cross. He, he does not sleep. He does not slumber. He, uh, he, he loves you unconditionally. He always, his character is always, always there. His methods may change, but he never changes. He is consistent. He is faithful. And this is how our God is. God set that standard for us. Look what, he tell, look what we see in 1 Samuel 12, 24. But be sure to fear the Lord and faithfully serve him. Think of all the wonderful things that he has done for you. Be sure to fear the Lord. Have this reverent respect. Be sure to obey the Lord. See, when you understand him, you fear him, you're going to obey what he says. And as you come to the things in the scripture, you're going to say, okay, God, I'm going to do what you've said in your word. And I'll do that, and I will faithfully, that means be consistent, be constant, always serving. And this is what he says, to be faithful in your life. Think of all the wonderful things. Do you see the package deal there? When you're thinking of all the wonderful things that he's done for you, Wow, you get this motivation to faithfully serve him. It is so cool. Uh, Back to Betty Stitch, 86 years old, who comes in every Monday morning, and she she does the friendship folders, and she helps out in the office, and and, and she is just an incredible person. Do you know what she tells me all the time? Now, this is, she's 86. She tells me how good God is. She'll come in, and, she, and listen, she's had a, her share of troubles in life, but she'll just tell me how good God is. And I mean, I'm standing there weeping. I'm like, wait a minute, this woman has walked with God more than I've been alive, and she is a testimony of the faithfulness of God, and she starts telling me, well, God was so good here, and I saw God's hand here, and I saw God answer prayer, and she starts testifying of how good God is. And then, what is really cool about Betty is, uh, is that she, next thing will tell me, and I just invited the neighbor kid down the street to vacation Bible school. I'm like, 86 years old? And she was not afraid to go down to the young kids that were 25 years old down the street with her two-year-old and say, would you come to my church? Can we thank God for people like that? That is awesome. That is just awesome. And, and our church is filled with, I could tell story after story after story. This is not something that 86-year-old people only do. This is something that 6-year-olds do, 16-year-olds, 26, 36, all along the journey. And we are to be faithful. And God is producing this in our life. We're to be faithful in our marriage. Proverbs 5.15. Now check this out. I love this. It says, drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. I love the poetic way it's written, isn't it? You know, Drink water from your own well. Share your love only with your wife. Wow, this God made the standard. Some of you are struggling. You're young. Young people are struggling. You're saying, man, how can, you know, God, how's God going to provide me a mate? How will God give me a mate? And you're saying, man, I just, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you, here's how God provides you a mate. You go to him, you let him produce faithfulness. Because 
this is the greatest place on earth to find a mate. I'm a buying customer. <laughs> I found my wife here. You don't have to go out to a nightclub to find a mate. Any amens out there? And let me tell you this. Go where the people of God are being faithful to find a mate. You won't find it out there. Go and be faithful. And here's what I did. I was faithful. I showed up, and I just kept coming. I'm like, God, you know there's nothing for me. I see all church. I love you. I'll serve you. But I am lonely. That Metcalf had a little Bible study. She started praying for me. I was a lonely soul, guys. They started praying, and God all of a sudden brings my wife in the door. She come in, sat down. I said, well, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to talk to her, you know, just like that was it. And I want to encourage you, young people. We got young people all over this church. Do not, do not sacrifice your faithfulness for what you think you need to get now. Because God will provide it. Just be faithful. Just be faithful. Keep showing up. Keep showing up. And then all of a sudden you're going to say, wow. Look what God has done for me because that is the nature of how he works. It's faithful. It's faithful. It's faithful. It's faithful. Keep coming back to God to be faithful and let his character work in you. Look, look what was said of Daniel. Daniel chapter 6 verse 4. Daniel was faithful in his job. He was a hard worker. Go out on your jobs. Folks, your employer is paying you for a reason. He's not paying you so he could fill a position. He's paying you to get the job done, right? So Daniel 6, 4. Then the other administrators, he was, he, was, uh, he was a government official here, right? He's working for the government. Then the other administrators and high officers began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling government affairs. But they couldn't find any to criticize or condemn. He was faithful. Always responsible. Completely trustworthy. If we could be Daniels in our work, we'd have the employers would be so thrilled with us. They would say, man, I don't have to worry about him leaving early. I have to tell him when to go home. He never goes home. Uh, That's what God's called us to be, to be faithful, to be men and women of character out there. God is calling us to faithfulness. Where have we been faithful? Where have we been unfaithful? And what do I do when I'm not faithful? Now, here's what you do when you're not faithful. Here it is, guys, because we've all been unfaithful. Every person in here has been guilty of being unfaithful because we're not God. God is producing this in us. There are times that we're faithful, times that we're unfaithful. What do we do? Here it is, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There it is. If we confess our sins, when you're unfaithful, he is faithful. Wow. God is faithful when you're not faithful. When you walked away, when you threw in the towel, when you gave up and quit, God says, I didn't quit. I'm waiting for you to get back on action. I'm here. I'm faithful. And you see, come back to him. Don't come and try harder. Go home and meet with God more. Spend time with him and let him develop that. Faithfulness starts with what's in front of you. Faithfulness starts with what's in front of you. And I, and I want to encourage you, as, as, as we start to wrap up here this morning, I want to give you three areas that I think that, uh, that are just things that are right in front of you. They're real simple and three ways that you, can, that you can look and say, how do I develop faithfulness? The first one is with our resources. 
You know, God has given you 100% of what you have. I remember whenever we were, whenever the kids were young, I would take out some money and I would illustrate this to the, to the kids. I would teach this in, in youth groups and in different places. And I just remember saying, hey, look, God has told us in his word, he's given us everything that we have. And he's asked us to give back to him 10%. It's a trust factor. He owns it all anyhow. But he's asked us to give to him 10%. So with our resources. So I would take with the kids, I would say, now watch this. Here it is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So now God gave this all to you. He wants you to give this back to him. You do that to a five-year-old little kid, they're like, huh? Big old eyes. Then they start to learn to have it, and they come in, and they're like, I gave a dollar to Jesus. You know, it's so cool. I gave my money, gave my offering. I'll tell you when it gets a little bit harder is when these are $100 bills. One, two, and you count them up, and you're like, really, God? A hundred? Now, it's still 10%, right? And you, and you start, you hand that back to them. And, and then, then the Scripture says not only are we supposed to give give him 10%, but he also encourages us to save. Uh, over in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs 21.20, the wise man saves for the future, but the foolish man spends whatever he gets. So we have all this, and we take, here's 10%, we give that to God. Here's another 10%, we'll, we'll give that for saving. And then, then God is also concerned with how you spend the other 80 he wants you to be a steward of it. He doesn't want us to just go out and live wildly, to blow it off, do whatever. He wants you to be a faithful steward. He wants you to be faithful because God was faithful to give this to you. You may go to your work and just say, well, they should pay me more. Well, we know that. Everybody should be paid more, right? But God gave it to you. God, you agreed. You went into the boss. You made this agreement. And God said, this is what I'm going to provide for you today. And God says, I want you to be a steward of this. So take our resources. Give 10% to God. Put money in saving. Be wise with how you live. The, the next thing is our responsibility. You know, not only do we have our resources, we have responsibilities. Uh, when you go to work, your employer's hired you. You have a responsibility. Maybe your mom, you have a responsibility to raise your kids. Your dad, you have a responsibility to raise your kids. We have responsibilities. When I first came around here, man, I was, a, I was a young person. Got into youth groups, started teaching backyard Bible clubs. It was fun. It was exciting. And then, you know, I got, got college age, went off to Bible college. I, I, I was in the middle of Bible college. I was serving. I mean, I was volunteering, going anywhere that I could go. And I was like, I was, like, I was just like, man, God, use me. However, I'm being faithful, being faithful, being faithful, just showing up. And man, I was just, I was all over the place. And then one day, they called me from the church and said, hey, would you like to be the youth pastor at the church here? And I was like, well, I was thinking maybe God was going to call me to be a missionary. I thought maybe God would let me go to New York City. Well, there's an opening in Finleyville. Would you come back home? And I was like, Finleyville versus Haiti? Finleyville versus New York City? So you know what I did? I said, I'll, all right, I'll come. It was home. I mean, nobody else was calling me. <laughs> I was faithful, right? So I came in, and the first thing they did was they gave me a lawnmower. You're the youth pastor. Here's the lawnmower. I was like, wait a minute. I thought I was the youth pastor. You are. Youth pastor gets to cut the grass here. Okay. Oh, and here's the key of the gym. You get to mop the floor there on Tuesdays. 
and you get to set up the chairs for Saturday, and, and, and the list went on and on. It was just like, so you know what I did? I said, I'm going to be the best youth pastor I can be. I, I'm not like the other guys who were fancier and funnier and had all the talent and all that. So, God, you gave me this responsibility. I'm going to be a steward of it. I'm going to come in, and I'm going to be faithful. So I put my head down. The average youth pastor in this country, when I came here, was 18 months. That's how long a youth pastor would last. I remember I made it to the 19th month. I'm like, yeah! I kept being faithful, kept being faithful, kept being faithful. And then for years, I was a youth minister. And then, then they said, it's time for other people to step in and be the youth pastor. And so I moved to the side, and I started working with young adults. And we, we were just faithful. Went over to the farmhouse, had a Bible study at the farmhouse. It was a coffee house, and, and just invited a few people. It was like faithfulness. We just, we just kept going, kept going. And, then, and then, then we get into the transition. You heard Pastor John last week tell the story of the whole transition. It's just like, wow, where, what am I doing now? I'm being faithful. I'm showing up. And I want to encourage you in your job, in your life, in your family to show up and be faithful because the next thing is not only do we have our resources, not only do we have responsibility, but we also have our relationships. You know, your, your family needs you to be faithful. Your kids need you to be faithful. It wasn't long ago I was, I was holding my kids in church. It wasn't long ago that our little kids were running around here and now I'm watching them graduate college and I'm watching them, you know, drive cars and beg me to pay college bills. It's really cool. It's just really fun, right? And it's just like, wow, you, you, you see how life has changed. And I want to encourage you, take the responsibility and the relationships where you're at and take them serious. Guys, with your little kids, they won't be little much longer. They'll never be littler than they are today. Don't miss the opportunity. you got a baby that keeps you up at night. Get on your knees and thank God for it because it is so deadly quiet at our house. <laughs> In the middle of the night, those kids are gone. You're like, man, I wish I could hear that baby cry. Listen, take those relationships and invest in them, pour into them. And as, the, as they change, as times change, look, you still invest in them. I have adult children. I invest into them. It, it's different. So take every relationship and invest into them and be faithful. You know what? My kids, at the end of the day, they know their dad's a little crazy. They know he's faithful. And that's what I want you to be. And that wasn't because I was some great guy and I didn't read a book on faithfulness and go home and say, I'm going to practice being faithful. It's because God Almighty produced the fruit in my life. And I want to encourage you to let God Almighty produce that same fruit in your life. Come and get connected to the vine. Abide in me. He says, I will... Anything you ask in my name, I'll give it to you. Ask him to produce faithfulness. And watch what God will do. Your life will be transformed. You won't know it in three months. You'll know it in three years. That's bound prayer. With our heads bowed and eyes closed this morning, I invite you to Jesus. I invite you to, to walk with him, to be connected. Maybe you're in this place this morning and you say, Pastor Ken... I've not yet opened my heart to Jesus. I, I need to start that relationship with him. I invite you this morning to just call on him. He's been so faithful to you. Will you call on him and invite him into your life right now? Just call on him and say something like this. Dear God, I'm a sinner. I've done wrong things. I've been unfaithful to you. But you've been faithful to me.
You died on the cross. You paid for my sin. And I invite you into my life right now. Thank you for that gift of eternal life. For others in this place, maybe there's some some areas that you've been struggling with of being faithful. Go home and ask God to help you be a faithful husband, a faithful wife a faithful parent, a faithful church member, a faithful servant. Lord, how can I faithfully serve you with my job and my church and my family? God, be with your people as they respond to your great name. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Would you stand and sing with me?